Think about life before grief. Weren't there days or even seasons that you can remember when you weren't happy? Well, in the beginning of grief, it's even hard to find the good, much less the great in any given day. The loss and pain of grief overwhelm, and all you see and feel are your loss. You still feel gratitude for your loved one's presence in your life, though, what they meant to you and how they lived their lives. But the overwhelming picture of life has changed to what you don't have. There may be days that you worry you'll never be happy again and think you can't be happy until the pain's gone. In this episode, you'll discover if that's true, and I'll share something better than happiness that will change your life if you let it. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in New Zealand, our spotlight country this week. And California, yes, you continue to rock as the state with the most downloads. I hope this is a reminder that whatever country or state you are in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. In the beginning of grief, it's hard to find the good, much less the great in any given day. The loss and pain of grief overwhelm you, and all you can see and feel are your loss. You still feel gratitude for your loved one's presence in your life, though, what they meant to you and how they lived their lives. But the overwhelming picture of life changes to what you don't have. After Monica died, I remembered... My thoughts were around what I didn't have a lot. I told God that it, it had taken decades for me to be happy in life, from moving two states south to get away from a toxic upbringing to divorcing at 25 years old to finally rising above some of the real destructive patterns in my life. I felt like I had it hard enough early in life, and then I finally had gotten to a place where life was a little bit easier and I had some direction and God took it away from me. I couldn't believe I had to start over again for the fourth time. At the same time, I felt a depth of gratitude that I never experienced before. I knew God had ordered my steps and had saved me from many things that could have taken my life, including being robbed at gunpoint at 18 years old when I worked at a convenience store. In grief, I would have been so fine to go to heaven, and I didn't understand why I was still here. 
but I also could not ignore the things that God brought me through. As we talk about being happy before the pain stops, let me share the differences between being happy and choosing joy. I was talking with a coworker one time about happiness and joy, and, and he said it was an issue of semantics only because they were the same. They are not the same. Being happy is transient. It has short roots, and it's usually caused by a situation or circumstances. It's controlled by things that are external. Going shopping, seeing friends, that morning coffee, all those things bring you happiness, or you wouldn't be looking forward to them. But after the purchase, after the friends leave, and when that morning coffee mug is empty, that feeling is gone. Happiness is because of circumstances. Joy, on the other hand, is above the circumstances. It is down deep, unshakable, and though you feel all the emotions, they don't take you over. Kay Warren said, Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be okay and the determined choice to praise God in all things. See, joy is in spite of circumstances. Going through your day, there are a lot of little things which attack your happiness, like rushing to work, traffic delays, those co-workers, <laughs> your boss, you know, juggling all the things. Frustration sets in, and it can change your mood or your happiness. But the tragedies you endure in life they will wipe your happiness out and they attack your joy. In grief, you find out what level of joy you have. And if you're anything like me and have operated on happiness for most of your life, it is the best time to cultivate a life of gratitude and that will lead to unshakable joy. You don't want to bounce from thing to thing like retail therapy or overeating or alcohol, drug abuse, bad relationships to take you out of the pain and bring momentary happiness. The word of the week is James 1, 2 through 4. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. And when you're in grief and you read that verse, it feels like God didn't understand. But that verse is so true. And when you look back, you will see that though grief is the hardest thing you're ever going to walk through, it is also an invaluable opportunity. So to answer the question, yes, you can feel happiness before the pain stops. Grief is weird like that. You can feel intense pain and still laugh. You can question God in one breath and thank him in the next. It's part of what makes grief so confusing. Remember that I said happiness is external and based on circumstances. So I want you to get beyond the happiness. I want you to experience and take hold of the joy because this joy leads to the peace that passes all understanding. You don't want your life to be driven by your emotions.
So when you hurt so bad, you can hardly breathe. But you know that you know that you know, without a doubt, that God hasn't abandoned you or your future. There's no way not to thank him for all the things you still have. I actually thank God for allowing me to stay in my right mind during grief. And I think you know what that means. There were many days I straddled that line, but I still functioned. God gave me an incredible example of faith in Monica's walk. And I wanted to experience for myself that kind of faith and that weird joy she had when her whole world was falling apart. See, God helped me go back to work, to keep a roof over my head, to have people in my life that loved me through my ugliest days. Oh God, how could I not have gratitude? To get to joy and peace that will absolutely surprise you, you must start with gratitude. Now our culture will tell you that you have to be positive and do the daily affirmations, but that stuff is empty because it has no basis in the Lord. God created you. God gave you your loved one to experience the love between you and the memories you made. He is worthy of your praise. So if you begin to praise him, even when it's hard, even if you hurt more than you don't, watch what will happen. Don't wait until the storm is over or till you feel stronger or more together or less angry to be grateful. So here's a truth in love alert. And that just means that I'm going to share something with you that you may not want to hear or you might not be ready to hear. So if it stings, then you are in one of those two categories. And in that case, just let it be a little seed, not a reprimand. Here it goes. You choose whether or not you will praise. You choose what you feed. That can either be anger and resentment or acceptance and hope. You choose what you feed on an hourly and a daily basis. And the hours and days, they are what make up your months and your years. Start small and slow, but start today. This is where the faith resume is so important. Go to episode 41 if you haven't created one yet. The song of the week is by Sarah Groves. And in the lyrics, it says, It's been a hard year, but I'm climbing out of the rubble. These lessons are hard. Healing changes are subtle. But every day, it's less like tearing, more like building. Less like captive, more like willing. Less like breakdown, more like surrender. Less like haunting, more like remember. Yes, the healing changes are subtle and so slow, but they are present. I promise you will begin to see that in your loss. The thing that has rocked you to the core will start looking less like tearing you down and you'll see where it's building you up. It'll feel less like a breakdown, but more like you're surrendering. Thinking about your loved one will be less haunting and hard and it'll be more like a beautiful remembrance. Uh, the day you can remember without bawling, when you can enjoy the memories instead of them taking you over, that day is coming. Please choose gratitude so that you can experience the joy and peace to help you survive, heal, and then thrive. To honestly have great days again. 
your journey works or the work of your journey for this week are to start a gratitude journal. I don't care if you put it on paper, type it up, write it on a whiteboard, put it on post-it note, something, something where you write down what you're grateful for. Now, if this is all very new and raw to you and just hearing this makes you <laughs> makes you feel like a porcupine, you know, having your quills pushed out to protect you, then write down just one thing for the whole week. Remember, your steps can be small, but you need to take the steps and focus on that one thing daily. Don't forget to pray, read, and rise. So those two things, start a gratitude journal in whatever way you want to, or a faith resume, kind of the same thing. And then don't forget to pray, read, and rise. Francis Chan said, The Bible teaches that true joy is formed in the midst of the difficult seasons of life. So if you're walking the grief journey out now, then you are in for some incredible joy. And remember at the beginning, I said that there was a difference between being happy and choosing joy. The key there, if you want joy, you have to choose it. You have to make those choices in the hardest moments because that's when they count the most. So create your gratitude journal or your faith resume. And don't forget that great joy is coming. I know you may, you may be shaking your head and rolling your eyes when you hear me say that. And I probably would have done the same thing. But I am here to tell you it is truth. So there's hope and there's a future for you. And if you're looking for other ways to move forward, there's some options for you. Join the private Facebook group. It's called the Grief Group for Christian Women. Join this amazing group of women. Grief is such a weird place to be in because when you're out in the world, nobody really understands what you're going through. And sometimes even within your own family, people don't always understand what you're going through. But in this group, we understand and the women in there will uplift you and love on you and support you. You can also purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. This is the perfect time for you to take this workshop with the holidays around us. It's not a one-day workshop. It's broken into four sections like a mini support program to give you direction and the action steps to take. It's what you need in your first year or if you feel stuck. And this will help distance you from the happiness of others' holidays. Now, if you don't have a church home, visit mychurchopendoorchurch.com. Links to the Facebook group and Open Door are in the show notes. If you have any other questions, you can go to www.grief, the number two, great day, all one word, grief to great day.com. Thanksgiving is over, so one down. Christmas is coming, but we will get through that as well. Remember who holds your future and know that you are not alone. Keep on coming back to the house. Keep sitting on the couch and keep taking those steps, however small, slow, or ugly, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, 
Grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.